Hello, wow. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 559 of the Drunk Dashers Podcast. I'm your host, as always. I am Tyler. Enjoy me. We have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Oh man, I'm I'm doing all right. But today has been like uh, fairly quiet and stuff. But actually, I did end up beating Street Fighter Six's uh, story mm-hmm. mode, so I'm happy about that. That way, I'm just gonna finish up some loose ends and that before going on upon something else to play otherwise pretty decent how about yourself i'm exhausted gables not gonna lie to you yeah i'm on vacation and i feel more tired uh now than if i was at work so uh, <laughs> it's been uh yeah i was up till like 1 30 last night getting all the the xbox podcast recorded getting that posted and i had to be up early in the morning because i'm uh going over taking care of sick doggo this week so uh yeah and i gotta do the same thing tomorrow so uh yeah I, I i just not very much sleep deprived i'm on vacation but somehow i'm more tired um not working than if i was working uh but other than that you know i'm doing okay uh you know i was uh i was waking up today and i'm like man today is the last day of like all the big shows and that's kind of depressing you know like so you always have that sad feeling when like you felt like you always have a bunch of cool announcements and there's always cool games yeah. coming out always get new games get announced um i guess we had the xbox extended showcase so something cool might happen there uh, I'm holding, I'm crossing my fingers for uh, the Hi-Fi Rush DLC, but um, yeah, like I was pretty pretty bummed out because the Xbox Starfield one was pretty awesome. Summer Game Fest was pretty like a uh, kickoff show was pretty cool. Um, like man, that sucks that we're not getting more. Like oh, th- today's it. Uh, and after watching these two gables, you know what? I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. 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 Uh, should we just get into it, Gables? Yep, let's do it. All right, we are here uh, for this this time around for uh, the Ubisoft Forward. Uh, we're going to kind of break that down and uh, go game by game. But before we do all that, Gables, how are you feeling? It's about, it was like a 75-minute-long presentation here. Uh, first time back, you know, on a, sta- on a stage, uh, you know, doing this in person for Ubisoft right. since, you know, since COVID. Um, and, you know, how are you feeling about how how, how – was your opinion? I'm I can't talk. It's so late. I'm so tired. How are you feeling, Gables, about this Ubisoft forward? There we go. I got it out finally. All right. Well, in a word, I kind of felt kind of bored, and at the same time, kind of exhausted after watching it because there were some good games that were showcased. Mm. I mean, from the visual fidelity stuff from the Avatar game to like the awesomeness that was that prince of persia game even like to like uh even to like some like say star wars outlaws and stuff like that you know i mean there were some good games that was showcased here but the way things were presented was long-winded was boring at at some points was fairly cringe especially with that that uh <laughs> that dude that uh, made the whole spin-off thing from like that far cry the like Captain uh, Lasers, Blood dragon laser show anime yeah yeah, that was so cringe that it literally was awful. The jokes that he made were awful. It was so awful that I literally almost fell asleep throughout the entire freaking thing. But uh, honestly, it was between that and also at that point, it was a dead center of the show where it's like I felt like I actually I did. I actually did nod off like had a little nap <laughs> or something like they had the freaking uh, the crew three. Because the game itself, I mean, yeah, they got all these car brands. They got, like, 
the most like some of the noteworthy like say exotic cars that they got going for this game and it kind of is sort of like a forza horizon style of game but yet the look the feel and stuff it's it feels like diet horizon <laughs> diet forza horizon yeah. essentially okay to the point where it's like well this is kind of like it feels like a cheap knockoff of horizon like uh, like forza horizon stuff like that then yeah, I ended up nodding off a little bit towards that, but towards the end of it and stuff, it kind of leveled itself out with the whole Star Wars out like Outlaws stuff. So I'm like, I really felt like this thing could have been better presented, but at the same point, despite there being some interesting games that were showcased, there were plenty of dull moments and some very low moments. So it's like, to me, it felt like a 4 out of 10. Uh yeah, I'm like a five out of ten. Um, but I'm with you for the same reason. Where like I thought all pretty much everything shown was pretty impressive for the most like not not every, pretty much everything. Uh, well, I'll I'll talk about the things I didn't really care for. But uh, a lot of stuff on it's one of those things I, I say all the time. On paper, you look at what was shown, right? Really good. But this is something I have complained about for a decade now. Well, the last few years because COVID, they were doing like the before stuff, uh, like digitally. You know, they, so it was more of a direct than uh than it was what this was, and I used to fucking rant and bitch and complain about their show their their E3 press conferences because this is what they would do is they would show the game, bring somebody on bring somebody on the stage to introduce some somebody that worked on the game, then like I remember one year they literally had a couch and they would sit there and like have this canned conversation, you know, with canned questions with canned answers, talking about it. Then show the game again, move on to the next one. Sometimes you might get, you know, multiple talking points, multiple talking sections about the game, three to three different, uh, you know, trailers for what they're doing. And if there was like for, for video game press conferences, there was one good thing coming out of COVID. It was that like everybody just started doing their own thing. And then like the, the UB4s that we were getting more of them and were they always great? No, but they were pretty quick paced. Like some of the stuff that, you know, we got, the information, it was basically all this information that was shown could have been shown in like, I don't know, 40 minutes, 35 minutes. Um, and instead it was stretched out uh, to almost an hour and 20 minutes. Um, the I felt I feel so bad for the people on that stage because they're not allowed to talk. It's just the most, like, they are completely scripted. They have no freedom. They just look like and feel like, and they're not, these are not. I get like you maybe why you want to do that because these are people that work on games. These aren't people meant to go on stages and talk to people with millions of people watching, critiquing everything they're saying. So I get why you want to keep it a little scripted, but it's like Gibbles, you and I, are, we are professional wrestling fans. We've watched a lot of WWE in our time and we have seen like, cause they, they are pretty heavy on like the last like 15 years or so of like uh, scripting all the promos. And you watch yes. these people have back and forth promos and wrestling and it is like nobody talks like that, like no. just like certain words are banned, like they the the way they enunciate, like certain things they say. And it's just like everybody sounds the same, like because nobody has their own voice because everything's scripted. It's all written by the same people. Everybody sounds the same, but none of them sound like people. And that's exactly what this was, where everybody just sounded the same, had to hit certain key phrases, certain um you know like uh selling points, uh and it was so overly scripted that I didn't feel. And so overly rehearsed that nobody felt authentic. Nobody like I, th I believe these people are excited for this and want people to be excited for these games. And th I think some of these, a lot of these games look good, but like 
nobody was allowed to like show that they it were so soulless. focused on hitting those points hitting those words yeah like i said so it felt soulless because that's the way it was scripted basically and i yeah like i said i feel bad for those people um in like even like they would say a joke or they would say something and they were expecting a laugh or expecting applause and <laughs> you would like it would just be silence or then you get like the, you get the people that just kind of like clap like oh which was a clap there okay then we start clapping like it's just, that I, one creator <laughs> yeah like we just feel i just felt bad for these people because it's like yeah. this you know uh the guy that did the captain lady show thing like i was i heard multiple people like i saw a lot of tweets about that, like a lot of people love this guy i guess he's a pretty popular yep. youtuber i don't know anything about him but like People say he's a character. He's really, he's really funny. He's really great. It's like, what? But, it, in but that presentation. No, shit. it's like this is probably what this guy was wrote down and told to say, and that's what it is. Um, but yeah, I, I give it like a five out of ten. But like I said, the, the stuff shown, I'm a lot higher on. Uh, but man, you know, one of my biggest gripes about all these things is just don't waste my fucking time. And it just a lot of like it's just the way it was shot even like like i said like you, you have the you do like a cgi trailer have a person talk over some gameplay and they kept like like zooming in on the person talking mm-hmm. with the gameplay and the screen behind them but you couldn't see the gameplay in the back so it's like why are we like zoom like i don't like i can listen i don't need to see the guy to listen to him i can watch like just do a full screen of the gameplay and let me like, then I can listen to the guy. Like, why am I staring at this guy's face? And I'm not now. I'm not listening to him because I'm trying to figure out what the fuck's going on in the screen behind him. Uh, or even better, do like some like some streamers would do. You know, just have the dude like in the bottom left hand corner right there, smalled out, so I can watch the predominant gameplay. Yeah. Even that would be better than say just staring at some dude's face where you're trying to make out the game behind him because you don't give a shit what he's saying. Yeah, or <laughs> even like I'm interested in maybe what the guy's saying, but it's like. But I can't focus on what the guy's saying because I can't. I'm I, I'm here to watch the game, and so I'm looking at this guy while the shit's playing in the background. I can't see. I'm, yeah. So, anyways, let's get into it. I will say though, I thought the beginning was actually kind of cool. Like they did like the whole intro thing, like it was a just dance intro, but it was uh-huh. all like it was like pre-recorded stuff, and it had the the woman there like at the end of the dance, and then like it like seamlessly cut from her being in this like this bedroom to she's on stage and you like didn't even like i actually thought it was really well done and that to me might have been the peak of the show because it was like i'm like oh shit this is pretty cool uh just the way that way that was shot uh anyways let's get into it gables um avatar front uh, frontiers of pandora got a lot of gameplay for this uh sounds like so i'm neither one neither one of us are avatar people like i've never seen the movies uh so just take that for what it is uh but you play as a Navi warrior, like she gets. It sounds like she gets uh, captured by humans, and then like she gets stuck in like 15 years of cryo sleep and comes out and like everything's changed. Uh, it is a first person sh- uh, first person game. Uh, kind of looks like yeah, some you can do some parkour, uh, but it's like mostly like you know a shooter and you have like a bow and arrow and like it basically just looks a lot like a. Um, I believe it was this massive as well. Yeah, this is, uh, yeah, massive. Okay, wow. Uh, massive and Lightstorm Entertainment working together for this game, um, which is crazy. Uh, but this game is coming out December seventh. Um, we saw a bunch of gameplay of them like, you know, take, taking out like, uh, you know, bases and uh, flying around these these worlds. Like, I thought the game, I, like just looking at it, like I'm not being a fan of Avatar. I thought the game looks beautiful, uh, looks really looks really good. But it really is like, you know, it for lack of a better you know phrase here, it is Far Cry Avatar. Which 
Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of us, like I, I have someone that fell off of a lot of Ubisoft games after I loved them seven, eight years ago because that style just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger and ballooned and it is what it, to what it is now. And, but the, the, those games are more popular now than what they were when I played them because people love that shit and there's an audience for them. Um, and I could see a lot of people buying into this thing, buying into Avatar because like it's Avatar and it looks great. It looks like the gameplay is going to be good. It's just a matter of how much you want to get into that loop and how like there's people out there that will spend. I have friends that like, put 100 hours into the Far Cry games and Assassin's Creed games because they love that shit. So, yeah, I think there, there's, there's an audience there. But what was your feelings about this one, Gables? I thought that the game looked fine. I mean, it was beautiful. It definitely was well presented in regards to the visual, the visual fidelity. However, when it comes to the actual gameplay itself, that's where it fell off with me because, like you were stated, and I thought it was well put when it comes to comparing it to Far Cry because it definitely felt like a Ubisoft open world game at points because you had bases you're clearing out there was definitely elements of like certain mission structure we had to go forth and like navigate throughout the terrain stuff and you know what riding rides and stuff kind of like a panzer dragoon sort of like s type of thing you're flying like this this aerial creature and stuff and doing this and do that but overall it just come on it just came off as generic and also it just came up and just like it felt like it was superficial, really, because it's like you have the look of everything looking fairly nice, everything else, but the gameplay and the hook surrounding it from what we saw in the initial trailer did not latch on to me personally. Yeah. But, yeah, it's it felt like it was a boring type of game that uh, <laughs> where it shouldn't be, you know? I mean, I understand it's based upon a specific property, but, but yeah, it's I really don't really see myself putting time and effort into this game because of I'm concerned that the gameplay loop would be kind of similar to what I played, say, with Ghost Recon Wildlands or Far Cry or Assassin's Creed. You know, it's like it's that same type of feeling I get watching this game as I did with those games. And the thing about it was you had two other games that were like Assassin's Creed, including Assassin's Creed Mirage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think like I, this is like, for me personally, like if this is a game I'm never going to play. Um, but like, I'm, I'm looking at it more so for like people that are going to play this game. And like, I think this could be a really good, a really good game for a lot of people, especially like this probably get a lot, a new audience into, you know, a different, ty- a different audience than what typically they're used to. Uh, right. cause people can see avatar and we're in this world now where it's, it's crazy. Like, um, you know, 15, you know, really up until about a decade or so ago, like we were always getting like these shitty, uh, you know, IP like games. And they would just be mediocre or awful, uh, typically awful. And people, they, but people would buy them. And now, as games got more expensive and longer to make, we got away from that. And it's funny now, the last like really five years, uh, we've kind of gone back. We've kind of shot back now towards that. We're like, but now we're actually getting like not 100% of the time, but typically games are like big budget and quality. Um, Yeah, I think, I I don't think this is like going to be like a game that's like maybe what we're talking about, you know, at game of the year time. Uh, or even maybe 2024, but I do think that this probably will be a very successful game for them, and probably passable. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I'm thinking, that, like I wouldn't be shocked. This game's like, and you know, like I'm looking at this, like you know, taking the IP out of it, it's gonna be like where like the other Far Cry games are at, and like you know, the high sevens, the low eights is what I'm looking at yeah. for that. And but like I said, people love that type of shit, so I would not be sh- uh, shocked if you know this game blows up. People, oh, you can also do. Uh, 
multiplayer as well. So uh, it is two player. Uh, next up here, X Defiant. Um, they said there was an open. So there's been a. They've been doing a lot of closed betas, and from my understand is the game. People are actually really loving this game. Like it's actually people have been really liking it. Uh, they've been doing a bunch of betas recently to like really. Sounds like they've been doing a really good job of like everything I've heard from people is like when I right. read about this game and what's going on is they've done a great job of listening to the people in the beta. Normally, like you, the betas are just like stress the servers and we're not actually like they're really just demos. Um, and this actually are like betas. And they said there's gonna actually be an open beta, uh, the 21st to the 23rd, right? So next week, uh, and uh, the game will be releasing sometime this summer. Uh, they also gave a roadmap uh, for the next year. Where they said that they were gonna have four new factions, twelve new weapons, and twelve new maps. So basically, like a map a month is what we're looking at here. Um, and kind of what the idea of like, I don't for people that don't know, X Fight looks so much, very much like a Call of Duty style game, but like they are taking uh, all their different like IPs and like basically there's different groups of people, factions you can play as. So there's gonna be like, like you know, just using like there's gonna be a Splinter Cell uh, faction, there's gonna be a Division faction. Um, there's going to be like an Assassin's Creed faction ball, like so on and so forth. It's basically like if Ubisoft made their own Smash Brothers, but in a Call of Duty shooter, ah. which could be cool. And like I said, people like it very much looks like they're are going for their own Call of Duty here. Um, and I don't know, like I thought it looks, it looks like, I don't know. This is definitely a game that I'll probably never play. Or if I do play, it's going to be for a little bit and then bounce off of. But, uh, I don't know. I, f- I feel like this, you know, Ubisoft has been chasing that white whale uh, of that live service game, and I honestly think this might be one of their best shots. Honestly, from what I initially had saw, I kind of wish they would have showed more gameplay as opposed to like just say some streamers playing the stuff and then just timely talking about it. Yeah. The premise of it seems interesting though, but uh, yeah, it ain't my cup of tea, unfortunately. But yeah. Yeah. hey, this could be scratching that itch for those that want an alternative to Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah, I think like I said, I think this, um, you know, I, I, from what I understand is there's been a lot of people frustrated with like since they did like the new Warzone when they switch over to the yeah. new one, um, you know, and we've obviously seen the the mainline games kind of been hot and cold over the last handful of years. So, yeah, um, this could be it's like I'm not saying like Call of Duty's not going anywhere, um, you know, but uh, this could be a chance for them to grab a little bit of that audience that's frustrated and maybe they can keep some of that audience. So, uh, but Next up here, Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown. Um, I look at like this show, this uh, Ubisoft Forward, and I'm like, man, the two best things I think shown, um, you know, Prince of Persia and Star Wars Outlaws, um, were like revealed at other showcases. I'm like, man, they were, they were I, revealed at the Microsoft showcase. Well, and, and Prince of Persia was at the uh, Summer Game Fest one. It's like, man, that's true. Like, that was awesome for them to get those. But I'm like, this. We would I we would be a lot higher on this thing if we didn't know about them beforehand. Right. I get like maybe you want I, I, the Star Wars one does I I doesn't I'm not saying it bothers me but like I don't I I can see why they're thinking is like hey show this off here and then that will put more like more people are gonna watch the Xbox one than the Ubisoft thing. But if we can get yes more people to watch us now because we're gonna have this big Star Wars game that we're gonna show off at our event. I get that idea, but like Prince of Persia, they showed gameplay, they showed. Uh, a good chunk, a good chunk of gameplay and a release date and everything. Like we got the full kit caboodle about this game uh, as a summer game fest. So like here it's like we got a CGI trailer, we got some more gameplay. We did see we did see a little bit more of like 
some of the abilities that you're going to have. Like there's that cool like ability where it's almost kind of like rewind, but you rewind yourself and like someone attacks and you can like hit a button and you'll bounce back to where you were like a second ago and that will, you know, then the attack will miss. Like This game looks phenomenal. I guess like actually people were saying that um, the game is actually pretty difficult. So it's gonna be pretty. It's gonna be pretty uh, tough. Which huh. I've heard a lot of people say the same thing, like Metroid Dread. So, um, yeah. Uh, so but, it's an authentic Prince of Persia game. Okay. Yeah. Um. But <laughs> I don't. I think this game looks great. Uh. It's not a full. Uh. Full. You know. Seventy dollar game. This is a fifty dollar title. Um. Coming out January eighteenth. And yeah. I. I think this game. I don't know if this is gonna be a game for me per se. Uh. I'm not the two D Metroidvania guy, at all. But uh. I think I love the art style. Uh, I trust this is the Rayman team. I trust them to put out a good quality game. Uh, and yeah, I think this game looks like it could be pretty awesome. What about you? I feel like this game has a possibility of being one of those game of the year contenders, personally. Mm. It has that potential. And okay. quite honestly, I say that is because this is something both radically different, but it also remains, it also remains faithful to the original Prince of Persia sh- series. And because this seems like a natural evolution of like Prince of Persia in general... I feel like that uh, this is even more so of kind of like a surprise, you know, where, you know, before, you know, we were mostly thinking about like that Prince of Persia, like Saints of Time remake and stuff. And that was predominantly inside the limelight and stuff. And that was what was heavily scrutinized. So this game comes out of nowhere revealed and stuff. And it comes out early January, like January 18th. Yeah. This is definitely one of those ones for first thing coming to 2024. I want to play because I'm a fan of, like, difficult, like, say, Metroidvania-style games. I definitely love games with good gimmicks, and because it implements that sort of time travel factor, and you're facing off against people that other, like, like characters in the game and stuff that will have that type of same thing but use it, like, differently and stuff, I'm kind of fascinated to see how this concept of time travel is going to be manipulated between, like, uh, characters and also between, like, different type of terrains, between the environment and also with boss battles, too. And uh, that gives it enough of, like, a hook, a gimmick or something like that that'll keep me sort of invested in wanting to play it. I kind of feel like that's going to happen with a lot of people coming into this Prince of Persia game and stuff because not a lot of people have played some bit of the classic Prince of Persia games. And no. I'm, like, I'm talking about predating Sands of Time and stuff. I'm talking about, like, the old, like, the first time I ever played a Prince of Persia game. That was on NES, and it was balls difficult. But yeah. at that same point, yeah, it's definitely something that I'm keeping an eye on. Yeah. Um, and, and for me, like, personally, like, you know, like I said, like, this is not a big thing for me, per se, but, like, it will be. It can be because, like, I, I've talked about, like, I was someone that, like, really started, really hardcore got into Ubisoft in, like, 2014 when we had, like, we had Rayman. Uh, we had, like, Rayman Legends right before, like, I think 2013. Uh, we had Child of Light. We had Valiant Hearts. Um, I... Yeah, I was someone that liked Watch Dogs. Uh, the, obviously, the Assassin's Creed games I always liked, but I feel like they really expanded it and they really found a cool niche there. You know, far, you know, obviously Far Cry Three, Far Cry Four, and stuff like that. Um, and like, but like a lot of these like cool smaller, these great smaller UB art games is like a lot of people like me have been clamoring for is like go back to that. And um, maybe I don't know. I'm not gonna sit there and like. It just gives me a little bit of hope that maybe hey, like maybe like they realize maybe we got to go back to some of the things that kind of got us in the like that we were a tier one uh franchise that kind of got us in there so maybe having cool little things that kind of you know little smaller games that can really expand a portfolio is what we'll get to there and also bring back prince of persia because it's been i don't know how, I mean, how fucking long since we've had a prince of persia game like a decade 
Um, let's see, Prince of Persia, the last major Prince of Persia was it the game, movie game we had. Was there one based off the movie? I can't remember. I'm not sure if there was one based upon the movie. Remember I mean, the there was 361, like 2008 or seven or seven or eight. And then there was one that was, uh, I think it had like a PS3 and also a Wii copy as well. I, that I was want the, to say that was the third Prince of Persia in the trilogy. Um, no, it wasn't. I mean, there was another one that was. Uh, there was another one, I think, after that, too. Oh, okay. It was after the third one, but I'm I not sure. I remember the one it's... called Prince of Persia that was extremely mediocre. Yeah. It was like 2008. Yeah, that was 2008 and stuff, but I think it's it has been literally over 10 years since we've had a decent, like, or just any type of Prince of Persia game in yeah. general. Yeah, so, um, I mean, there's literally a whole generation of gamers right now that don't even know what the fuck this game is, so uh, this could be a great way to get them in. So, um yeah, moving on here though, we talked about already the the Captain Laserhawk, the Blood Dragon remix, which I don't know. I believe this is like the Castlevania showrunner and producer. Yeah, is mm-hmm. working on this one. So I mean, there's good pedigree behind it. This is a Netflix show. Um, yep. I don't really know what the fuck's supposed to be. Like I know what Blood Dragon is, and I like I liked Blood Dragon back in the day. Uh, you know, 14 years ago when I played it. You know, something around that time frame. You know, maybe 2010 or so. Um, but yeah, like. I thought this whole presentation obviously was incredibly awkward. We talked about it um, and cringy. Uh, it kind of looks like they're taking a bunch of different stuff from a lot of different. Like there's like a a, a creature in like an Assassin's Creed uh, like you know outfit with a hood and everything. And um, I don't know. I don't know what this game is supposed to, or what the show is supposed to be exactly. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if this game is good. Like, or this movie's good. And our show's good. I'm not sure what the fuck if it's a movie or a show at this point. Um, it is a show. I'm, I'm, I'm reading the thing right now. Uh, but we've seen what really well-made uh, shows and animes can do for these these IPs. And we do that. The only problem is, though, it's not a, it's not a specific IP. Like, Captain Laserhawk is not a game that Ubisoft puts out. Uh, I get it's a bunch of different ones. So maybe they're hoping, like... We do a really good job, and we have like Assassin's Creed, Mega, or when I say Mega Man, Watch Dogs, and stuff like that. Like, um, yeah, maybe we can get them all kind of jump into all these different games. But I don't know. Maybe I don't fucking. I mean, people are gonna like see the, see Captain Laserhawk, and then like, you know, regular people, Joe Schmoes that don't care too much about video games at all. I mean, people are gonna like, oh, Captain Laserhawk, and then find Ubisoft out of that. You know, it's not like The Witcher. And then, oh, cool. Let me look into The Witcher. Oh, it's a book series, and there's multiple video games. They're supposed to be phenomenal. Fuck yeah. Um, so, mm. I, I don't know. What, what, what was your opinion on this one, Gables? I'll be perfectly honest with you. I have no interest in this show at all. And that's because I I understand this is based upon Far Cry 3, Blood Dragon, and stuff like that. But the way it was presented, the way the show looked, which was definitely felt like felt like kind of a step down to what this man's previous works has been, especially with the Castlevania series that was definitely filled with love and filled with like a whole bunch of different references from the past games, full on different like character line, you know, like stories and stuff like that conveyed mm. fairly well for the most part. This one comes across as like a cheesy adult swim sort of knockoff. And I don't like it at all. Yeah. I mean, I'm not an anime guy whatsoever, so it's not going to be for me, but I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. I mean, it's got decent pedigree behind who's working on it. So, Right, right. Maybe there's a chance there, but yeah, I don't like I said. I, it could uh, still be a chance, yeah. Yeah, uh, but who knows? Um, next up, the Division Resurgence. Uh, this is like I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like, we're, this is like, is this gonna be like Division Three? Is this like an expansion? What is this standalone thing? Like, we know they have like Heartland coming out, like the free to play game. Um, yeah. So this is actually a mobile game, 
that is coming to uh, iOS and Android. I think I think did they say Steam? No, they did not say Steam. Um, but this is coming. I, uh, it's it's all free to play. But I what I understand though, this is actually like the like the people in the beta were fairly yeah. positive about this game. Like it's actually a really well made like mobile game. Like you can use the backbone controller for this and it actually works pretty well works pretty good um and this isn't just like you know some shitty like this isn't like candy crush like um you know we're, we're seeing like a lot of you know different uh gaming studios try to get into the mobile market in a different way uh where instead of just like these really you know just ripping off you know other popular uh, you know mobile games like you know like runner games or candy crush games or mastery whatever you want to call them like they're putting out smaller yeah pretty well-made versions of their already popular IP um, and finding a way to tie those into mobile. And I don't know, like this is definitely, I don't think a thing for any of us, uh, but I don't know, maybe uh, I think this can find an audience. I think it is coming out in June. If I, if I, so sometime this month, I believe. Anything for this one, Gables? No, not at all, really. I mean, once I thought was interested until it was like Flash is a mobile game. I'm like, uh, yeah, I, I thought it actually yeah, was pretty decent the gameplay. Not. Then I'm like, oh wait, this is actually a mobile game. Oh okay, so yeah. Therein lies the problem. I thought this was actually an expansion for like the Division Two and stuff, but yeah, no. well, I like I'm like, is this New York? What like are we going back? What the fuck are we doing? Oh, it's a different thing entirely. Okay, um, yeah. Uh, next up here, Skull and Bones. Uh, we got um, a band came out and called uh, Home Free. I want to give I want to give them some props. Home Free is the name of the band. Uh, they have a uh, they performed yeah. a song called Skull and Bones. Uh, and I will say that song pretty fucking cool. I'll give them some props. But yeah. it was the best part of that whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, but it was just like <laughs> I'm like okay, it's kind of cool. But it's like man, this this doesn't need to be here. Like why is this here? This yeah, like this is the problem. Like the big biggest issue is like we we'll keep talking about like. Oh, everything we're talking about here, nothing looked terrible. Everything actually looked pretty good, I would say. Uh, but it was just like so awkwardly paced, so much downtime, so much like stand. I'm, I'm so happy, Gables, that we didn't live react to this. Um, or like maybe like you know like you didn't do it by yourself, or I didn't do it by myself. Because remember, like I watched that you before last year, that was an hour and a half, and it was more. It was like literally like there was that 45 minute long canned interview about Assassin's Creed. Uh, I think celebrating the 15th anniversary. And I was like fuming angry from like, I don't want to be watching this at all, let alone live reacting to it. Uh, so I am I'm really <laughs> yeah, happy know, that, right? we, that one of us isn't stuck here by themselves doing this. Uh, but um, I thought the song was pretty cool, but why is it here? And then you didn't literally did not show any gameplay of this game. No updates about this game for a game that was just come out, you know, a game that was announced like I think seven years ago. Um, this has come out last year. Then I mean, it's been delayed. I believe nine times. I've lost count. I, I literally, I think it's nine times at this point. Uh, and all you announced yes. was that there is a closed beta on August 25th through the 28th. Yeah, that's all they did. They just basically had a musical performance, put the beta time inside yeah, there, and that like, was it. I know they're legally obligated to release this game at this point because they want to give back a bunch of money to the um, Singapore government. Uh, so maybe they're legally uh-huh. obligated to show this at every press conference they do until the game comes out. And this is what they had. I don't know. Um, this is them poop yeah. talking about. Um, next up here, Roller Champions. It's still alive. It's not dead. And oddly enough, one of the most shocking parts of the showcase, uh, Jet Set Radio is going to be, there's going to be a, a tie-in there. 
uh, with World Champions. It yeah, actually looks kind of cool uh, for a game <laughs> I will never play. Oh, yeah. I was kind of on the same monikers and stuff. Yeah, it's like a, they got the deal with Sega to use Jet Set Radio. Yeah, which good for them. <laughs> good for them. Um, and they're like, we've seen the leaks of the Jet Set Radio remake. So, um, good, good way to maybe, you know, uh, you know, they want to probably throw the game back into the mindset of people, but maybe pick a game people play next time. Um, next up here, Riders Republic. Uh, they're, they're adding skateboarding to the game, um, which uh, it actually looked pretty good. Like, Look like pretty. I mean, we only saw like I don't know, like twenty seconds, but I'm like, oh, this is, looks doesn't look bad, doesn't look terrible, doesn't look like Tony Hawk Five. Uh, I'm not gonna sit there and say it looks like fucking Tony Hawk Three or like the remakes, but I don't know, look pretty decent. And everything I heard about the game is it's it's pretty good. It's just like there's not a lot to keep coming, making you come back to the game. So I don't know, there's probably some people out there that are excited to at least check this out. What about you? At least they provide support and an additional mode so people can try that one out. I mean. That's just the thing about it. I mean, it wasn't really advertised that great. Plus, I don't really hear anybody really talking about Rider Republic. I heard like the initial things at launch, but it pretty much was one of those wayside games where people played. They got what they wanted out of it, and then they just went yeah, on to something else. Yeah, the game came out like the fall, I believe, and just kind of came out. And, like people talked about it that day, and they never talked about it again. Um, you know, I'll give you yourself credit. They keep updating games long after people stop playing them. So. Um, Mm-hmm. The Crew Motorfest. Uh, we got some gameplay for this one. Uh, it is coming. Fuck, what's the release date? September fourteenth. Um, it's mm-hmm. gonna be taking place in Hawaii. Like I said, it's it's very much like a, a Forza Horizon style game. Um, you know, I was I was I've always kind of like dis- not really dismissed it, but I didn't really pay attention to this franchise before. Uh, I I know the games actually review pretty well. People like them. I did not realize right. this game. This franchise is actually really popular the so there's only been yeah i didn't really know so that either. there's only been this is the third one and the first two have combined sold nearly 30 million copies oof that must but not be in the u.s i, I don't know like, <laughs> I mean, but it's, you know we always say we tell all the time there's so gaming is so big nowadays that there's these games that we never heard of that are like making a billion dollars a year in profit so um i don't know the crew is yeah. uh, definitely is a quietly one of Ubisoft's maybe the most popular franchises. So, uh, but we've got some gameplay for that. The game looks cool. Like it definitely, yeah. Like I said, it looks very much like a Forza Horizon style game, which, but based in Hawaii, which I don't know, sounds like a kind of a cool prospect. You know, the big thing, the key thing about the crew is like you can like ride motorcycles. You can uh, they have F1 cars in this game. They you can just you, right. know, you can go um, on dirt tracks. You can ride four wheeler. So that's the big thing is like you can pretty much do everything. I believe like in the older ones, like the from the first ones, like the big things like you can fly in the game too. Um, so they, I think they've kind of scaled that back a little bit and kind of kept it more ground based, but I don't know, nothing just for me. It's like, you know, I had a great time with like Forza Horizon five, uh, just dick around that game. Like that was the type of game. Like, and I think the crew easily could be that, but I think obviously Forza had the advantage of just being on game pass. And it was like perfect game came out at a perfect time, um, where there wasn't really a lot coming out. And I got really into that game for like, Oh, like five or six days. And I put like 15 hours into it till the next thing came kind of like, filled that spot and had a great time. It's a great game. It was IGN's game of the year. It was the highest reviewed game uh, on like Metacritic and Open Critic in 2021 uh, Forza Horizon 5. Unfortunately for the crew, uh, it's coming out September 14th, which, uh, Gables, we were talking about this the other day. Uh, September, there's no, there's no, there's no, there's no space for anything. Uh, no. And it's like, uh, yeah, like it, it's, 
this uh, September, October, especially, are just jam packed with shit. Um, this is the kiss of death. Yeah. So it's like I think it's unfortunately it's like it's not even gonna have like its time to like shine like when reviews come out or when uh you know like shortly after like when when it, when it actually releases like it's it's coming out right uh, like a week after Starfield, the week before Mortal Kombat, uh, Liza P. Um, there's a couple other games that have like that are coming out like that same week as well, and it's like this game's literally gonna launch. The reviews are gonna come out right when Starfield's coming out for people to play, and the uh, uh, reviews for Mortal Kombat and like Lies P and shit are gonna be coming out right when this game is releasing. So it's like there's gonna be an audience. Like obviously we are the more of the hardcore fans when it comes to um, you know video games. So this is like like I said, I said like the crew was something I never really even thought about outside of seeing it at Ubisoft events, and it's quietly you know an extremely popular franchise. So um, you know, we can easily be wrong, but I do feel like, you know, games like Starfield is going to be a big game for everybody, not just hardcore gamers. You know, Mortal Kombat is one of the, is the highest selling fighting game of all, Mortal more Kombat 11 was the best selling fighting game of all time. So it's not like it's coming around, you know, a dead period. So it can easily be overshadowed, which is unfortunate for them. Um, moving on here, Gables is, you know, gone putting his, putting his dog to, to the bed here. Um, moving on here though, we had Assassin's Creed Nexus VR. Uh, they mentioned they're going to be uh, showing this game off. Uh, they announced that they were working on this a long time ago. It was coming to uh, the MetaQuest 2. I'm kind of shocked that the PlayStation didn't find a way to get this on the PSVR 2, which maybe they are, but they just they announced it here. Uh, but this is the uh, VR game. Um, we got a uh, look. There's three different protagonists you can play as. You can play as um, in Assassin's Creed uh, 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 Nexus VR. You can play as Connor, Cassandra, and Ezio uh, from the previous Assassin's Creed games. Um, there was a, it was very weird where it's like they showed a CGI trailer of like you, like doing parkour and like jumping and like you know, doing assassinations. And then the guy came out and was like, yeah. This is your first time seeing uh, gameplay of Assassin's Creed Nexus. And I'm like, I don't think we did there. I think we just saw a CG trailer with, that looks pretty cool in CG. I don't think we're going to be doing any of that shit in VR. So I, I, I don't want to, I'm not going to poo poo the game. Because the game could be good, uh, I'm gonna poo-poo the presentation because it, it fucking sucked. <laughs> there was just nothing here. Yeah. What? They spent so much time on this to literally show us nothing. I know, right? They literally did show us nothing with that VR yeah. game. So, um, yeah. What? The, what the fuck? Uh, next up here, uh, Assassin's Creed Codename Jade, um, which there's so many Assassin's Creed games that they've announced, plus the ones that have leaked, uh, that I, I. Didn't I, I was like, oh, is this like the next big one that's coming out? No, this is the mobile one, uh, codenamed Jane, uh, set in ancient China. Uh, no date given. This is the free-to-play mobile game. Like I said, with, with the the um, uh, division resurgence, we've seen you know a lot of these big companies really try to get into that mobile market and do you know smaller versions of their games uh, with free-to-play on mobile. And there's been some pretty there's been some successes out there. Uh, we got like seven seconds of gameplay and it looked pretty good for seven seconds of gameplay of a Assassin's Creed mobile game, but I don't, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I was in the same boat. I just didn't really give a crap about the other Assassin's Creed game. Like Assassin's Creed Jade and stuff. I mean, because you're playing as different, like different like, things and stuff, but nah, not interesting at all. Yeah. 
Um, next up, though, we have Assassin's Creed Mirage. Uh, we already got the date, the PlayStation uh, showcase that we had. It's coming on October 12th. Um, got, we got we got like like eight minutes, I think is what it was, of some gameplay here. It definitely looks, you know, this is a, a prequel to Assassin's Creed Valhalla. With, uh, you, you play Bassam, who was a character from the game. I, I put like 15 hours into Valhalla, and I realized I was like a fraction of a percent through the game, and I'm like, ah, I'm just done. Uh, but um, I don't know. It's a fifty dollar game. It's not a fit that they like the big thing they're they're har- like harping about this is like it is back to basic Sass Creed, which has me excited. Uh, like I've talked about previous podcasts, like it just sucks it's coming out, you know, in October when it's just surrounded by fifteen other games that I'm really excited to play that are also gonna take they're also big pretty big games. Um, but yeah, like I, I thought everything is shown here looks great. Um, you know, the, the gameplay we got looks awesome. Like now they have like you can like take you can take out like three guards like you can set it up where you just do it really fast all at once. Um, I like the fact that like it's going back to like Assassin's Creed One where you know you like you're now you know I love the Assassin's Creed One is not my favorite game to play but I think for what it was where it's like you like you like all right you gotta take this guy out here's the reason why here's some story here's some missions you gotta do to like learn information about him uh, to then you know take figure out where he's gonna be and like what's what's gonna happen and then take him out. And then get out of there. Like this is going back to that, which I love that idea, and I'm excited to get back into that. Uh, just fuck, man. Like I don't know when I'm gonna have time to get to that. Uh, this definitely. Go ahead. Yeah, dude, this definitely is a good return to form to this game. Not a lot of the RPG bullshit from the past couple of entries and stuff. This is definitely giving me a same good vibes as i say in assassin's creed 2 or like assassin's creed like 4 you know to where it's like it's back to basics it's more assassin's creed yes but yet it's kind of what a lot of people a lot of fans of assassin's creed have wanted for quite a while now it's like we want to play pure assassin's creed i we don't really want to like have this same old like leveling up and like all this random armor the witcher the weapon that just we don't want a witcher style assassin's creed again we just want what made the game fun and wanted us to invest in the game to begin with. Yeah. And that was the story and like the stealth action elements. Yeah. And it's like, it just sucks that like Assassin's Creed is bigger than ever because of those games. Uh, yep. And like, I think for a lot of the heart, more of the hardcore audience like me that, you know, I played, you know, that played and beat all of them. And then we hear a lot of them, like a lot of those fans have kind of fallen off to the wayside, but you know, they're going to take, they're going to, they're willing to lose a lot of those fans because they've got so many more fans now. Um, but yeah, this definitely feels like a, hey, there's one for you guys. Uh, and, you know, so, uh, I'm a person dying of thirst in the desert for Assassin's Creed game. Uh, and you know what? I will take it and I'm happy for it. And I, don't, I think it, but it doesn't look like it doesn't look like this is like a game that they're just shitting out. It looks like there's actually going to be a, a quality game here. And yes, yeah, um, I'm pumped to play it. Just to, I don't know when the fuck I'm going to be able to play it. Uh, and then the last but not least here, Star Wars Outlaws. We got 10 minutes of gameplay. Um we are playing as I, what was, I believe her name was it was it oh uh, K yeah K and the little creature she has with her Nyx who's adorable. Um, we have like ten like I said about ten minutes of gameplay. You know she is just like uh you know she's like a Han, Han Solo type. Uh, we talked about this with the during the Xbox breakdown we did uh, last uh, last night. Uh, where for me like the thing I love most about this honestly more than anything is the fact that this one it's taking place between five and six where so many like. Sh- like side things but not based not in the movie not episodes of the the movies but like the tv shows the 
you know, the comics, the video games, so many take place between three and four. Um, and I love the fact, even like Jedi Survivor and stuff takes place between three and four. And the fact this takes place between five and six, something that, you know, post the prequels, I don't know if we've had any games uh, in the video game, you know, from the Star Wars video game side that, you know, are in that era. So I like yeah, the fact really. that also you're like, you're this outlaw, you know, you are, you're not a good person. You are someone just trying to, you know, you're willing to do shit jobs and not necessarily legal things to get by. And like, I love, you know, everything they showed here, this is from massive. This is the division people. And to me, and I think a lot of people were assuming, Oh, this is going to be a division star Wars game. And that's exactly right. what I thought it was going to be. And I see this and it looks like it's going to be a single player game. Definitely. It kind of looks like there could be some far cry or, or like some like that kind of like Ubisoft map game elements to it. Uh, but I love like her going into like the, into like the bunker taking all those enemies like sneaking around kind of gave me like almost like, this was almost like when um aiming henning that made that uh, was like that was the main person behind the uncharted games like yeah. this looks like the game that she was making for ea the star wars game she was making for ea um which i mean maybe, I, don't, I don't know if it's gonna be that based on like i think what she could know with the story i don't know if anybody could top what she could have done but i think kind of looking at this what we had looks awesome uh like seamlessly like you know, like getting in a getting in your uh your ship and there's like flying there's like just seamlessly getting your ship and then flying off the planet into space, getting into a space battle. Um just looked awesome. Uh I liked the character quite a bit. Um, you know, like this is all in ten minutes, obviously. Uh but I like the fact, you know, we don't see a lot of like that that seamless raw gameplay. We always see like little snippets here and there. We don't get like the uh people um you know, like we always get the the cuts of like some snippets and some trailers where like here's five seconds here, then there's three seconds here, here's right. you know twenty seconds here. Like this was just like ten minutes of just like you're doing a mission, and then you're gonna you're gonna do this thing, you're gonna set up the mission, you're gonna drive to that on, the, on your speeder, you're gonna do the mission, then you gotta get the fuck the empires after you now. You gotta get on the ship and get the fuck out of here and get in a space fight, and boom, you know it's it's, it's you know title screen Star Wars Outlaws 2024. Uh, I love this this demo we got here. Um, and, uh, like obviously bad news can happen. You know, maybe this isn't, they can easily trick us, but right now I am a riding high off this fucking star Wars, star Wars outlaws. I would say outside of maybe, I mean, Starfield was awesome. Uh, but this might be my game of the show so far that we've seen this weekend. What about you? Well, it's definitely the surprise. That's for sure. But I will say, and I will note here that the seamless transition between going forward through that battle scene, going and transitioning to like, uh, like completing the objective and stuff, and then that seamless transition from there, and all of a sudden going to space and stuff, and having battles against Tie Fighters and stuff like that. That was well done. I will say that sequence was well done. How it's going to translate to the final game, still not sure, but it definitely was a fantastic trailer. Yeah, um, now, the perfect way to end, end the the Ubisoft forward. Um, there was just some topping that, uh, but yeah, overall, like like we said we were mostly positive on everything shown here. Like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that maybe we don't care about. Uh, you know, you're going to have the, the mobile games. You're going to have shit like the, you know, like the captain laser show stuff. Every showcase is going to have that. Like they're going to show you the stuff that you don't really care about because they know they have the most, they have the most eyeballs on the product that are ever going to, they're going to have at any other point of the year. Um, so you're always going to have that. But I think you look at what, like I said, on paper, a really good event. Like I would say that like on paper, this was like a seven, out of 10, you know, for a showcase of like what we, what the games they showed, uh, but man, I had a five out of 10 time because 
there was just so much downtime um, between showing the gameplay of just listening to people talk and not talking like humans. Um, to any, I mean, any final thoughts on this uh, Ubisoft Forward Gables? Honestly, I'd be much more excited about their product if not for their soulless type of presentation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if it was just game, 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 like, uh, yeah, I would have, I would have came a lot, uh, been a lot higher uh, coming out of this one. And like at one point, Gables, like, I wasn't able to watch it live, but I avoided like going online and like seeing any spoilers. So when I got home, it was already over, and I, I started watching it, and like I was like pretty far into it. I was like, man, I gotta be getting pretty close to the end here, and I paused it to go to the bathroom. And I looked, and I was like 37 minutes in or something like that. And I was like, Ugh. oh, my God. I have like 40 more minutes of this. How is this possible? Um, yeah. I'm glad I didn't stream this damn thing because yeah. that was would have been terrible. I mean, I'm, I'm upset you didn't because I would have loved to watch it. Watch you. <laughs> it would have been payback for me having to watch the Ubisoft one last year and me just sitting through an hour and a half of nothing happenings. Uh, so game updates for games that no one were playing and then 45 minutes of People talking about Assassin's Creed like they're normal people, but really they're just robots. Um, yeah, I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode, guys. We will be back. If you're watching us live on YouTube, uh, you know, like, follow, subscribe. Uh, if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever else, pods or cast, you listen to us on, you know, check in those shows down below. Uh, you know, check us out. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, we're all in all those places. Uh, you know, check us out on YouTube. Hit those five stars. Give us a nice little review, nice little comments. Uh, share with your friends. Uh, more you guys do stuff like that, more really helps out the show, more people can find us. Um, so yeah, I, that will wrap it up for us for right now. If you are on YouTube right now watching us live, uh, you know, don't go too far. We'll be back in a few minutes. We're going to do a breakdown of the Capcom showcase. Uh, and same, we're gonna, that'll be up, also going up on the, pod, the podcast feeds, much like this Ubisoft Forward is. Uh, breakdown. So you know, keep an eye out for that one. But uh, I was just Tyler. I've been Colonel Gables. So until a little bit later, everyone. <laughs> Enjoy. Yeah. Oh, and Gables? Yep. Fuck Hulk Hogan. Fuck Hulk Hogan. Break his back. Make him humble. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>